been my sign to be back in fire Walking away to come back alive I miss the easiness in me And I'm finding it hard to barely breathe I want to strum a simple song That tracks me back to days of gone When sisters and brothers Hello and welcome to the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gelhar. The Most Accurate Podcast is proud to be presented by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has an all-new format for snake drafts, Battle Royale. I'll give you the full rundown on this awesome new game type later in the show. In the meantime, download the Underdog Fantasy app and get ready to play. The Most Accurate Podcast is also proud to be presented by Prediction Strike, the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Head to predictionstrike.com or download the app for more info. Today's intro song was Soul Serenity by the rhythm and blues group Vintage Trouble off their 2015 album One Hopeful Road. I randomly uh, encountered Vintage Trouble on Spotify, and I'm glad I did. Check out their work if Soul Serenity struck a chord with you, or if you're in the mood for some good classic blues, rock, soul-style music. They're a really good group. Week 11 brought us some entertaining clashes between playoff contending teams, but we did not escape the week without another devastating injury to one of the league's bright young players. Plus, with other players landing on or set to return from injured reserve, the waiver wire is an interesting mishmash this week. I get into all of that and more in the coming minutes, but first, the news. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow suffered a season-ending injury, tearing his ACL, MCL, and suffering other structural damage in his left knee. It's a troubling injury for Burrow, and he's set to have reconstructive surgery and begin the rehab process soon. But until he can get back in the field, which will not be until 2021 at the earliest, Ryan Finley is the next man up at quarterback for the Bengals. This is a tremendous step down from Burrow, who was having a really impressive rookie campaign. Bengals pass catchers like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins will certainly take a hit in fantasy, but how much of a downgrade remains to be seen at this time. We'll have to get a larger sample size of Ryan Finley in-game action before we can truly make that determination. Ravens running backs J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss the team's game this Thursday night against the Steelers. I'll get more into the backup situation when we get to the running backs later in the show, but this could be troubling given the short week that they're on and uh, the lack of depth for the Ravens on their roster in terms of running back. I have uh, visions of this turning out much like the 49ers game against the Packers a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football where the Niners were decimated at wide receiver um, due to COVID-19 and other injuries popping up. So they were really forced to play shorthanded and it was not the greatest fantasy product or product to watch. But we'll see how the Ravens shape up and if anybody else lands on the list in the coming days. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is still considered week to week and with the team's buy on the horizon in week 13, it's possible the team sits their star running back next week giving him until week 14 to give him more time to heal properly from his shoulder injury. That means more time to ride Mike Davis as a bootleg RB1. He's been terrific in that role thus far this season, but we're hoping to see Christian McCaffrey back soon. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones suffered a tightened hamstring in the first quarter of the team's loss to the Saints. Jones did return briefly late in the game, but quickly went back to the sideline and was getting his uh, leg looked at. It looks like Jones might be a game-time decision for week 12 against the Raiders, per head coach Raheem Morris. Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, but we don't know yet if he tested positive or was forced to isolate after coming in close contact with a COVID-19 person. This will be an important one to track throughout the week, 
as the Vikings have an important game with the Panthers coming up on the schedule. Dolphins running back Salvin Achman tweaked his shoulder injury early in the team's loss to the Broncos, but he still played the entire game. He should be good to go for Week 12, pending a setback during the week, and is a solid RB2. Jets running back LaMichael Pirine suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday. The ageless Frank Gore served as the de facto workhorse while Pirine was sidelined, and that could continue for the foreseeable future, as the Jets don't have a lot of depth at running back. Texans wide receiver Randall Cobb suffered a toe injury against the Patriots and could be headed to injured reserve. Cobb was, at best, a tertiary target behind Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, so this injury could push more targets towards those two, or it might put somebody like Kiki Kuti or Kenny Stills more into the mix. We'll have to see how the Texans adjust in their upcoming game. Speaking of the Patriots, running back Rex Burkhead suffered a potentially serious knee injury that some fear is a torn ACL. His departure could put more touches on the shoulders of Damian Harris and James White, though Sony Michelle was recently activated from injured reserve and could play a role as well. Brown's defensive end Miles Garrett has been ruled out already for Week 12 against the Jaguars. Garrett was put on the reserve COVID-19 list recently and has yet to be removed. Normally, defensive players don't make the news, but given that the Browns are playing the lowly Jaguars, they'll be an attractive streaming defensive option. Garrett's absence could be a deciding factor for someone debating between close defenses, which is why I brought it up now. Okay, a quick reminder before we dive in, roster percentages are pulled from Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and free agent budget recommendations are based on a $100 season-long budget. Each positional list of recommendations will be ranked from top priority to the lowest. And with that out of the way, here are my favorite quarterback ads of the week. Taysom Hill for the Saints, 42% rostered, $6 free agent spend. Derek Carr for the Raiders, 37% rostered, $5 free agent spend. And Phillip Rivers for the Colts, 22% rostered, $3 free agent spend. Late last week, the Saints announced it would be Hill and not Jameis Winston filling in for the injured Drew Brees. Of course, Twitter was all abuzz with this news, but ultimately Hill was solid as a starter. He was up and down in terms of his actual play, but delivered a fantastic fantasy game, throwing for 233 yards with no interceptions, while adding 10 rushes for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he did have one fumble on the ground, but those rushing yards and touchdowns are huge in fantasy for standard scoring leagues, as that's the uh, elusive Konami code, as Rich Rebar once dubbed it, for running quarterbacks because they get you extra points. The most important thing is that Taysom Hill played the entire game pretty effectively, and the Saints offense stayed on schedule, there were a lot of nice timing throws, and it looked like the unit was able to move the ball well, despite Breeze being sidelined. Hill has a pretty favorable upcoming schedule too, which is why he's the top option, uh, considering Breeze is on injured reserve and might be out for a while with 11 cracked ribs. Hill will get the Broncos, the Falcons again, and the Eagles in the coming weeks. A regular in the space, Derek Carr played well in the comforts of his new home in Las Vegas against the Chiefs on Sunday, throwing for 275 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Carr is among the top ads this week as he gets a gift of a matchup against the Falcons, a team that just bleeds points to the quarterback decision this coming week. After that, Carr faces the Jets in another plus matchup. Those in a pinch for a multi-week streamer, say for instance if you just lost Joe Burrow or you were trying to pick up the pieces after losing Drew Brees, could look to Carr for solid production for a decent stretch. As for Philip Rivers, he's turned his fantasy season around in the last five games, posting 20 plus points three times while averaging 18.4 points per game in that span. His schedule remains favorable as he gets the Titans at home in Week 12, uh, a team that he passed for 300-plus yards against two weeks ago. Rivers is being pretty overlooked right now despite this recent run of success, uh, but his three-touchdown outing against the Packers could change that. I think if you need a solid starter for Week 12 and beyond and maybe miss out on Carr or Hill, Rivers is a really underrated option as he gets the Texans twice still and the Raiders before the fantasy season ends. We all love snake drafts, we all love big prizes, but we don't all love big entry fees or multi-week contests. 
So Underdog Fantasy just released an all-new format for their snake drafts. It's called Battle Royale. In Battle Royale, you draft a one-week team like you normally would, but instead of only competing against the other teams in your specific draft, you compete with teams from other drafts. This way, they pool together the prizes so they can offer big tournament-style payouts while keeping the live snake draft format. If you think this is your week and you can draft the best team, you have to try Battle Royale. It offers the big upside a normal snake draft can't, with prizes that used to only be attainable in season-long or salary cap tournaments. The first Battle Royale is already up in the Underdog app and website. It's $5 to enter, has a $25,000 prize pool, and pays out $4,000 to first place. Get on in the action now at Underdog Fantasy. Next, here are a few of the top running back targets for this week. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill lead the way for the Ravens, 28% rostered, $20 free agent spend. Wayne Gallman for the Giants, 50% rostered, $20 free agent spend. And Salvin Ackman for the Dolphins, 64% rostered, $10 free agent spend. So with the news that J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram have tested positive for COVID-19, Edwards vaults to the top of the waiver wire list for now. It is still entirely possible that Edwards and or Justice Hill will find themselves on the COVID-19 reserve list as a high-risk contact, which is part of the league's protocols. If you remember a few weeks ago, that's what happened to Jamal Williams after his backfield mate A.J. Dillon tested positive uh, before the 49ers game. Over a three-week span earlier in the season, Edwards averaged just shy of 14 attempts per game, scoring three times but averaging just 45 yards per game. The Ravens' offensive line has kind of had some issues. They lost Ronnie Stanley. They've had to reshuffle from that injury. But when the Ravens played the Steelers early in the year, Edwards popped off for 16 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. So it may be prudent to wait and see if Edwards lands on the reserve list or gets the all-clear, because if he is clear, he'll be a rock-solid RB2, maybe even higher on Thursday night against the Steelers. As for Justice Hill, he's the only other running back on the Ravens' active roster right now. They could add a free agent or maybe find somebody from their practice squad. But if it's just Hill and Edwards, I would expect Hill to see 10 to 15 touches, but Edwards to maybe carry a little bit more of a workhorse-type load in that Ravens' offense against the Steelers. As for Wayne Gallman, he was on his bye in Week 11, but the week prior he handled 19 touches for the Giants in the win over the Eagles, scoring twice. Gallman has seen 15-plus touches in three of his last four games, scoring in every one of those. Devonta Freeman landed on injured reserve before the Giants went on bye, so Gallman has pretty locked-in volume, and he is getting goal-line touches as well. Now, his ceiling isn't super high, but he's a solid RB2 flex play this week against the Bengals, especially since now that Joe Burrow is on injured reserve, the Giants should be favored in that game and hopefully would be able to get ahead and salt away their lead with a bunch of carries to Wayne Gallman. Lastly, for Selvin Ackman of the Dolphins, he didn't find the end zone but racked up 74 total yards on his 17 touches, including 5 catches, which gave him a really solid fantasy day in half or PPR formats. Ackman looks to be the guy in this backfield now as Matt Breda only saw 2 carries. Miles Gaskin is due to return from injured reserve this week, but we don't know that he will return yet, or if he, even if he does, if the Dolphins will throw him right back into the active roster. That makes Ahmed a decent RB2 option moving forward until Gaskin comes back and officially takes over this job. Before diving into the top wide receivers for Week 12, I need to take another minute to tell you about Prediction Strike. As I mentioned at the start of the show, it's the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. This is a new twist on the fantasy sports game where you can create a portfolio of your favorite athletes to get closer to your favorite games. The setup is quite simple. You create an account at predictionstrike.com, deposit funds, then buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players. You can trade shares at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game. 
the value of these fictional shares changes based upon the player's performance in those games. So, for instance, last week, kind of seeing that the totals of uh, A.J. Brown and Deontay Johnson looked a little low for my liking, I bought some shares in each of them, and after their big games last week, both of their margins increased, so I gained on those. Now, I also grabbed Daniel Jones because he seemed to be pretty low, but having not played last week, his uh, stock stayed the same. So I'm hoping that after a big game against the Bengals, potentially this coming week, his stock will be on the rise as well. Get started today by visiting predictionstrike.com and sign up with the code TMAP to get an additional $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more. And be sure to download the Prediction Strike app in the Apple App Store. Now, moving on to wide receivers, here are my top recommendations for Week 12. Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts tops the list again. 44% rostered, $15 spend. Corey Davis for the Titans, 40, 51% rostered, $15 spend. Sterling Shepard for the Giants, 50% rostered, $15 spend. And Tim Patrick for the Broncos, 21% rostered, $12 spend. Pittman continued his impressive play against the Packers, catching all three of his targets for 66 yards, including a 45-yard catch and run. His target totals over the last three weeks are 3, 7, and 8, good for a 15% share in that span, which is a pretty sizable chunk of the Colts' passing offense given how much Phillip Rivers spreads the ball around. Pittman was really dominating early in the game against the Packers, but then fell off, and don't quite know if that was due to a Packers defensive switch or the Colts realizing they could just run all over the Packers. Either way, Pittman has a really favorable schedule on the horizon and is a great add this week and a play moving forward. As for Corey Davis, he caught five of his seven targets for 113 yards against the Ravens on Sunday, giving him three games with five-plus catches and 67-plus yards in his last four, and he's crossed 100 yards in two of those. The Titans' defense is giving up a lot of points lately. They've given up 24-plus in four of their last five games, which forces the offense to respond uh, appropriately. And that certainly has helped Davis cement himself as a solid wide receiver three in the fantasy game. Obviously, A.J. Brown's the main guy there, but Davis has been putting up solid production, especially in PPR or half-PPR formats. Looking to Sterling Shepard, I feel like I've been talking about him for weeks, but he needs to be rostered in more leagues. Perhaps that'll change this weekend after he gets a great matchup against the Bengals. Shepard was on his bye in Week 12, but he has 6-plus catches in every game since returning from injury. It's entirely possible that Shepard has a big game in the mix for him, but he just hasn't quite hit it yet. He's been seeing the targets, he's been racking up some yards, but it just hasn't all fallen into place for him, and maybe that changes this week against the Bengals. Giants have a fantastic schedule upcoming as well, so I think Shepard is one of the top ads. He's especially great floor play in PPR formats. And rounding out the wide receivers, we've got Tim Patrick for the Broncos. He's really stepped up in a big way for the team with Cortland Sutton on injured reserve. Patrick crossed 100 receiving yards for the third time this season in the team's win over the Dolphins, posting a 5-catch, 119-yard stat line on 8 targets. He's the clear 1B to Jerry Judy's 1A, and he really deserves a lot more respect in fantasy even though his quarterback is the unreliable Drew Locke. I don't know if you guys saw that quote that was going around from him today, but he said, uh, roughly, I'm paraphrasing, on half of the times when he lets the ball go, as soon as it leaves his hand, he says, oh no, I just found that pretty funny and wanted to share it. But anyways, Tim Patrick's a good ad, so you should give him a look if you need some odd receiver help. All right, rounding out the list, let's go to the tight ends quick. We've got Robert Tanyan for the Packers, 46% rostered. Trey Burton for the Colts, 17% rostered. Jordan Reed for the 49ers, 19% rostered. Tanyan's production slowed a bit, but his roster percentage surprised me given the state of the tight end position. Big Bob, or hashtag Baby Kittle as Paulson likes to call him, was third on the Packers this week with five targets, and he caught all of them for 44 yards and a touchdown. The Packers face the Bears next Sunday night, and Tanyan will be a low-end tight end one. I think people must have just gotten frustrated with his lack of production, but he's a big part of the Packers' offense and should be added. 
Trey Burton's mired in a bit of a tight end committee with the Colts, but he continues to lead this group in targets. He saw five against the Packers, catching two for 25 yards and a touchdown. This committee can be frustrating, and you know next week it might not be Burton's, but he's the best bet of the bunch as a streamer, so I think he's worth a shot. Jordan Reed is coming off his bye, but in week 10, he caught five of his six targets for 62 yards, including a really impressive one-hander. After the bye week, hopefully Reed gets a little healthier. He was kind of nicked up heading into the break, and he could be a solid streaming play in week 12 against the Rams. All right, I'm going to run you guys through the list one more time here before we get out. At quarterback, we had Taysom Hill for the Saints, Derek Carr for the Raiders, Phillip Rivers for the Colts. At running back, we have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill for the Ravens, Wayne Gallman for the Giants. Salvin Ahmed for the Dolphins. At wide receiver, we had Michael Pittman for the Colts, Corey Davis for the Titans, Sterling Shepard for the Giants, and Tim Patrick for the Broncos. And then at tight end, we had Robert Tanyan for the Packers, Trey Burton for the Colts, and Jordan Reed for the 49ers. This is a bit more of an abbreviated episode, but there are way more guys you can find out at every position when you read the full article at 444.com, the waiver wire watch, so get a subscription and head there if you need more recommendations or deeper pickups for your league that's going to do it for me everybody good luck in week 12 don't forget we've got three games on thursday as it's thanksgiving so you got to get your lineups and waiver claims and everything set in there quickly and trade deadlines are coming soon if they haven't already hit in your league so make moves to get yourself in position for the postseason and don't forget to rate review subscribe like the podcast on itunes spotify wherever you get it it really helps us out and we greatly appreciate it all right that's going to do it for me good luck in week 12 until next time. Flipping my sign to be back in five. Walking away to come back alive. I miss the easiness in me. And I'm finding it hard to barely breathe. I want to strum a simple song that tracks me back to days of gone. When sisters and brothers knew that love was a thing to do.